Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. Hello, how's it going? A show described as, well, I've listened to all the shows that I usually listen to on Apple Podcasts and I've only got a couple of days before their new episodes drop, so I may as well listen to this shit. Yeah, (laughs) accurate. I've seen that written several times. But always afterwards, they've always been like... Oh, yeah, but do you know what else I will do is I'll write a review and I'll leave it five stars because it's just oh, that here good he shit. Is. That good shit. We're a plucky, a plucky runner up. Um, so this is a show basically going into the music and the movies and combining them together, seeing what has come out, and then us just sitting and talking about it as if we know what we're talking about. Yeah. That's pretty much uh, a run into it. But then that's... Internet content. That's internet content. That's I mean, that's humans. <laughs> that's humans. Just everyone just splurbing their self-absorbed, egotistical, narcissistical comments on the internet anywhere they want and just making sure that everyone has to listen to it. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. Like, speaking of voices and stuff like that, can I, can I just uh, ask a quick question? Have you lost a bit of your voice? Oh, I have, yeah. My voice is going a little bit, That wouldn't bit, have yeah. anything to do with a certain sporting event. Oh, no, I'm not talking. We're not, we're not. I, did, I said we're not going to get into the six nations because it won't age that well although i could say some blanket statements that will never be true fuck sake scotland <laughs> and and that will be true forever like we'll listen it back will. to this as, as old men and that will still be fine i can attest to that and uh, also you might hear that we have a special guest on the show today and that is the wind because the wind is blowing a hoolie outside it is it's... indeed blowing a hoolie <laughs> so you might hear that uh, there, what was that Oh, really wise comment, Wind. Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah, that yeah, witty. Yeah, yeah. That Very was good. really witty there. Uh, shall we kick off? Before we kick off, actually, uh, we have to do another episode of our most, our, another segment, sorry, our most famous segment of Shit What We See on the Tube. Yep. Believe it or not, this is the segment that I have received the most amount of feedback from. I get, so we, we will get texts or calls throughout the week or emails, but but it's it's weird how much going, uh, going Through the Motions receives most of its critics and most of its information from our shit what we see on the tube segment. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the most interesting things that you see in London are on the tube. On the tube. public transport. Public transport, on the buses. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was an old TV show called On the Buses, but they didn't have anything on what I'm sure you probably see on a daily basis. You want to go first? No. Well, I mean, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty tame story, but I just thought it was quite funny. You know, when you're, you're in mass public transportation and you look around at everyone else and you kind of think, are these real people? Like, sometimes they're just sworn... They're just swarming around and you think these aren't real people these are just like bees these are just like drones or something yeah yeah and i walk i I walk to a bus stop on baker street and there had been a incident the day before so they'd redirected all the buses what was the incident i've got no idea i've got no idea i just know that i tried to take the bus the day before and i couldn't get it from that bus stop and it was a recent incident so they hadn't updated the information on the bus stops to say that the buses weren't going from there 
So did it just say? Did it just say on the front segment? Look, we're doing our best. We're not quite sure where this fucker's going, but get on. I'm sure you'll have a fun time. No, I just walked to. The, I just walked to like the next two bus stops, which took like I don't know five minutes. Got on the bus and just asked the bus driver, "Has there been a diversion?" He was like, "Oh yeah, there was a thing back there, so the buses aren't going north from Baker Street." For I don't know how long, and I was like, "All right, okay, great, thanks for the information." Next day, I walk to my usual bus stop, and there's like the big yellow plastic signs over the bus stops that say "bus stop not in use." Oh, and there's, Jesus! You can see it from miles away. It's the most obvious thing you've ever seen in yeah, your life. Yeah. But fuck me, was there not still twenty five people waiting? Was at, there really waiting at a bus stop for a really? bus? Yeah, just sitting there and then looking at their watches, checking their checking their their tracker apps on their phones and i'm like i'll see i'll say something I'll not, I'll did not, you actually yeah, say something i'll not let these people just stand there waiting for a bus that isn't gonna ever gonna come okay. and I just went, be careful yeah. be careful that's a word of everyone i know and i just said oh guys this this bus stop's closed um you have to you have to go to the next one <laughs> did you have a, did you have your clipboard in your high no, jacket <laughs> no but the point is because i didn't have those things they looked at me like who the fuck yeah, this. yeah. Do not talk to me. Yeah. Do not, like, <laughs> do not acknowledge me. What are you doing? And everyone just, just ignoring me. They're, they're turning their heads away. And I'm like, look, look, the, the bus stop. Look, look, look at the big yellow why is that signs. Not your fucking job. Look why at the, would you do that? Because why would I just walk past where people are? People, you know, when, we get quality content. What does it, co- what does it cost me to say, guys? This bus stop is closed. I mean, yeah. I got. I mean, I got a cold shoulder in in response, so you know. Oh, I, I, I might love a bit of meat. I, I might, I might of... think twice before doing that again. But I just thought it was hilarious that the most obvious signage in the world, and then there were still these signage. Is signage, signage a word? yes, signage is a word. <laughs> signage, okay. signage is a word. <laughs> but I just thought that was hilarious, and I was like, yeah. God, people are brain dead sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it, it just goes to show like it's so easy to fall into like a sheep mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Genuinely, there was about 25 people waiting at this bus stop. Jesus. And a bus was never going to come. Well, that was our famous shit what we see on the tube segment, which wasn't even <laughs> to do with the tube, but nice. Well, have you, not, have you got one? I do. I've got one, but it's a bit crap. Like, I'll do it. Well, it's a weird one. I Basically, got, I, got on the tu- I got on the tube. Uh, I was with a colleague. We were coming back from like White City, I think, and um, do some work. And we got on the central line. We were deep in our conversation, middle of the day, um, heading back into town. And then this group, this four of these guys just got on. I mean, they were in their, they were in their sort of Star Wars t-shirts and they were, they had the long slick down hair. They'd been back, they'd been at like Flop or HMV or one of those fucking stores. And they were just, they sat down, like nerd, nerds, pro, I mean like proper, your bog, like your bog standard nerd, like the, like the base level one character, nerd. Uh, us. Us, us. We, yeah. we got on. <laughs> we got yeah. on. And... But, but what really, right, they were quiet, they were fine, they just sat down, me and my mate were just sat away, chatting away, you know, talking about work and stuff. Next minute, one of them just, one of them just sort of turned and just went, ah! He just, he just fucking screamed. Like at the top of his voice, just in the middle of the tube carriage, just fucking screamed. And Did you know why? Yeah, 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 he turned to his mate and kind of went, I just realised I haven't screamed yet today. And I'm like, who the f- who, who, what is even this story? Like, what is even that? And all of his mates were, well, all of his, all of his mates were, well, not fair. Right. Yeah, fair. Right. <laughs> fair enough. You know, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Sometimes you do just gotta let it out. Sometimes you gotta let it out. What is this guy got to have to scream about? Like, I, I had my scream before I rang your doorbell. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I, I stood on the front porch and I thought, right, 
before I <laughs> request entry, I'm just gonna have a little holler in the street. See, Alex is wearing a lovely, nice white collar today because he's obviously got some some posh performance that he's going to straight after this. So the idea of him standing in the street in a really nice posh collar is quite a funny. In a dinner jacket. Aye. Shall we get on with the fucking show? Maybe we should get on with the fucking show. <laughs> Say it, go on. Maybe we should get on with the fucking show. Yes. <laughs> God, so we've, we, we've, we've really so earned that E today, haven't we? <laughs> e for explicit. I'm just really, I'm just really annoyed me, and I'm, re- I'm in an annoyed me. This week it's my turn to go first. Yay! And I have going to start with a question. Uh, if you were trying to kill someone who was grappling around the rooftops of Gotham City or Metropolis City, right. how would you kill that grappling individual? Oh, I'd probably with a big net. <laughs> no. Not with, not with a big net? Or, wait, what if they were wearing some sort of explosive device around their neck? Would you trigger said explosive device and instantly kill off a character? <laughs> that, that sounds like a very efficient way to do it, yeah. We are, th- did this happen in a movie, This Callum? potentially did. We are talking about 2016's smash hit, Suicide Squad. You fucking love this movie, now, don't you, Callum? Right, so this is going to be a small 30, 35 minutes of me telling you why I think this is a great movie. Uh, well, it's a shit movie, I'll be honest, but why I like it and you probably just look, shitting all over this fucker. Look, it is absolutely okay to like shit movies. Yeah. I like shit movies. Yeah. I do like shit movies. Yeah. I like every single entry in the Fast and Furious fa- franchise. Do you actually? Well, I mean, some more than others, but I think that I love that they exist. Someone was telling <laughs> me there's a funny trajectory of the plots of those films, how they started... Uh, well, so the most recent one is where an, a, a car is driving across an ice lake with a submarine chasing it behind it, breaking the ice. Oh, yeah. And you and then you think back, the first one, they were just trying to, like, steal DVD players. Yeah, they were. Or something like that. <laughs> you know, just, they just, were. Just, shit just got real. But I don't want to accuse them of not being realistic, because those Lamborghinis had grippy tires on. Oh, did they? Yeah. So oh, okay, that's fair I enough. I can yeah. totally believe it. Uh-huh, and ice shoes and stuff like that. There, yeah, they? exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So... David Ayer's Suicide Squad 2016 smash hit. Now, we're doing a sort of past, present, and future look at these. Uh, This obviously being the past, we have the present coming out with the Harley Quinn and the long title that I can't... Do you know the title? The Emancipation? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Oh, really? Well done. I didn't didn't know you could... That's quite good. You You, you can call me out on that. I I think I got most of those words. I might not have gotten all of them. You just said a whole load of fucking words, didn't you? You just sat with a Scrabble board next to you and just saying what you see. I did, Callum, but I said it with confidence. (laughs) And that's the key to success. Confidence. How many words is that in a Scrabble board? How many points would you get? I have no idea. At least 15. And then obviously the future we have is the new... James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yes. Information has been leaking through that. We can talk a little bit about that on moving forward. I've got a few interesting points to yeah. take away from that. Yeah. I've got some observations. We've we've been some wry, some witty sideways glances at the medium Ooh, news right. movie. <laughs> Ooh, let's fly and witty. Let's, let's go. get into this. Now, this movie is one of these ones where it basically kind of just went 
we're going to promise everything on a plate. We're yeah. going to give you this. We're going to give you that. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Never have I ever been more excited for a movie based on the trailer than this. Absolutely, because you've said several times, greatest trailer ever. It is. It is. If you go back and you watch the trailers for this movie, you look at the sort of the Bohemian Rhapsody-esque cover of this one. They also did a Ballroom Blitz cover. So Ballroom Blitz did not feature in the film, uh, which I was really annoyed about. But it's a really good song that they use for the trailer. And it kind of emphasizes the manic nature of the plot and the story and the characters and stuff. Also... That very brave of them doubling down on Bohemian Rhapsody. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, I think it's a fantastic song choice. And I think we've been listening to Bohemian Rhapsody for years. Mm. It's just something that's been with us and everyone has their own interpretations of that song. Essentially, it's it, it's a pretty tragic rock story, right? Isn't it? Mm. It could be, yeah. It's yeah, a, it's, okay. it's got a narrative to it. It's not just it's not a, it's not just a love song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it's, fair. You know, it's a rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think pairing that song to like a gang of anti-heroes or a gang of, of villains who are forced into heroism, mm. as it were, is in concept mm. a fantastic pairing, which I think, because I agree with you, I was really excited for Suicide Squad when I saw the, when I saw the trailer. I think almost exclusively because of Bohemian Rhapsody. And, okay, I, and yeah. I thought, oh, that's just, that's great. I love, because you instantly got a sense of what kind of tone and character you thought that they were going to try and do. Do you know who performed Bohemian Rhapsody for this, though? Ooh, performed Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. For this, yeah. Because it's not the Queen version they take. Panic at the Disco. What? I know, I know. So if listened back to this, this is a, a look for everyone. Listen to the Suicide Squad soundtrack, not the score, the soundtrack. Right. It for is, a start, it's a cover. Somebody covered Bohemian Rhapsody. More than one people have covered it. There's been some really good covers of it, but this is a fantastic like credit where credit's due. Panic at the Disco did a fantastic cover of this song. And if you listen back to it, it's actually very good. It's very serviceable, and you don't even realize. All right, you don't even realize it's I'm gonna, not Freddie Mercury. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to go and listen to some stuff. Because I kind of thought Bohemian Rhapsody was one of those things that you just don't right, touch. Right, right. But actually, <laughs> like the Bible, right? <laughs> <laughs> Under certain death, yes. don't plagiarize the Bible. I've noticed. Sorry, on the tangent there. I've noticed. I was staying in a hotel the other week there, and I'm going into one tonight. I've noticed the Bibles have started to make their way back into hotel rooms. And I know they were gone for a while. For a couple of years, you know, that was the whole trend that you would oh. always see. A, what was the, the guys in dolls quote? I can't There's, say I've, I've stayed in a hotel that recently, so I don't think I've got much to go on. There's two things in every hotel room across this great state. It's Sky Masterson and a hotel Bible. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. You get a hotel Bible in every single room. Notice they've made an appearance. They've made a good comeback, actually. Have so they? Get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the oh, publicists are working hard well, I'm to glad. get back I'm there. glad. They've had a hell of a time, those Bibles. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but I, I think, so we've obviously talked with the trailer about this movie, but I think the the music of this movie, it, it's it's an odd one because they've kind of just, every time someone said a quote, they just threw a song in, didn't they? Yeah. You know, you had, you had everything. You had like, like the Without Me yeah. Eminem song. Like there was a classic, classic example that when it showed uh, Arkham Asylum, wasn't it? It was Blackgate Prison, I think, at the start, wasn't yeah. it? And then it, it it just had House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. You know, just 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 playing it playing at the start there, which I thought was a really good introduction for it there. Yeah. Uh, you also had they kind of 
leaned quite heavily on some of the more stylistic song choices that maybe pertain to other styles of movies. I'm, I'm talking a bit about the Credence Clearwater Revival Fortunate Son, which yeah. obviously is definitely holds <clears throat> holds a sort of Vietnam-esque vibe to that sort of soundtrack of that era and stuff but they cleverly sneak that in there during a lot of the helicopter sequence i think it's actually it's a it's a sort of montage sequence where they introduce people yeah um but and, and there you go what about that because there's a lot of introducing this character and their name appears on the page and then they have a song that goes with them yeah. and stuff what, what what's your thoughts on that i mean i mean in concept i don't mind like i i, I quite like the idea of being introduced to a big group of characters and Mm-hmm. trying to get to know who all of them are and the fact that they have almost a theme song that's yeah. a real that's a real song they really it's do. something it's something that i really like but the point the, the thing is in the final product it wasn't fleshed out nearly enough so what came across yeah. in terms of the music and in the film it's like have you ever have you ever turned the crossfader on on spotify mm. to like an nth degree and then the next track just like doesn't <laughs> a fit. minute doesn't a minute, <laughs> minute <yeah>. between <laughs> yeah and the next track doesn't fit so you go from you go from no leaf clover no, by you, Metallica. yeah you go yeah no leaf clover clover to tchaikovsky swan no, 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 to uh <laughs> candle in the wind by elton john <laughs> yeah and imagine that crossfading with no yeah, gap it's in jarring. between it's jarring it's, i know what you mean it's jarring and a tonal mess yes and that more than anything else, more kind of aptly describes the whole movie mm. as just a hot mess that just doesn't function. So they, so easy, easy, uh, G Easy and Grace do their cover of "You Don't Own Me," but it's the original song that plays whilst Harley Quinn is in her cage doing her sort of acrobatics yeah, yeah. around. "You Don't Own Me" obviously kind of. I guess that's her kind of character song, and I think that we'll probably have hear that again in in the Harley Quinn movie that's coming. I hope out. so. Because I hope that, so because, because everything in, kind of... everything involved with Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. I think I thought Margot Robbie was fantastic. She was the saving grace yeah. of Suicide Squad. I think there was a lot of saving graces for Suicide because I thought Viola Davis was also fantastic in it. She was good, but the character wasn't. I wasn't she did well. wasn't well, she's used back properly. They, they, we'll get onto this in a second. Yeah, yeah. News one. Uh, other other songs that have appear, appeared in this one. So we we we've talked about a lot of the characters. One character we've not touched on yet is Will Smith's Deadshot. Yeah. Now Deadshot is a really really great character. The, the, another reason why I love this movie so much is because I love Batman's Rogues Gallery. I think Batman has the best Rogues Gallery. Arguably, sometimes Spider Man's. I've played a lot of the Arkham games, and they really flesh out some of the characters in those games. Oh yeah, they're and great. And it's a really so this was a really good opportunity to really see an, almost a different interpretation. And I think the interpretation of Deadshot was really great. Yeah. Actually, I, and I think he did a really good job and they made him... I think they they made him more of a hero than a villain. I would have liked to have seen him do a bit more, you know, villainry almost at the start. Yeah, but, yeah. And there was a really good opportunity where they did this at the start. Now, again, it was an introduction to Deadshot as a character and they played the song Standing in the Rain. So Standing in the Rain is basically Action Bronson, Mark Bronson, and it's, it's a really, really great... Um, sort of like I guess it has kind of like your gangster rap almost yeah. vibes to it but there's a really really good drum track to it I think it's a really really cool uh, a really really cool song now I've got some of the lyrics for so do you remember this scene it's the scene where he's he's doing his trick shots so this is what Deadshot is famous for he's, yeah. he shoots a he shoots a gun it bounces off a load of things ricochets and makes a, an impossible shot yeah. and his and he kind of like has these almost um, bullet deflection systems all, all around the place yeah. so he, he can be untraced now I forget the details because 
frankly, I don't care enough. But <laughs> is that a superpower or is that just training? Uh, I think it's training. I think he's just. I think he's just really good at what he does. I mean, like, I don't know how you get good at training ricochet trick shot sort of well, thing. Well, you, you have to watch Wanted with James McAvoy. Oh, when you curve the lot. bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. Just got to watch that movie over and over and over. I, um, I, I, I did like... I did like this. I did like this movie. Hang on, I'm going to bring up some of the lyrics for this because some of the the lyrics are absolutely brilliant. There, the boat's waiting at the dock. I wonder if he'll let me fly, but it's a long shot. The money eases everyone's minds. It puts kids through school. New titties on wives. New titties for the mistress. Fuck it. New titties for everyone. It's Christmas. Isn't that just a, a true? A true word was never said. Not just one of the best pieces. Every time I hear that song, and he does that, and then it leads back into "I saw you standing in the rain," and it's just fucking awesome. I'm like, this is a really fun uh, song. Yeah. it's a it's a really fun song. Yeah, but and and he and he actually was very he was very very good in that role. Do you want to talk about the plot? What what was the plot of this movie? Could, oh. If you were to give this elevator pitch. Somewhere, because then we can use that to fill the movie, mus- uh, the the move, the goodness, the music back into this movie. So right. give us the plot summary. Oh, <laughs> what happened? What did they do? I saw this movie twice when it came out. <laughs> Both times, you've no idea. Both times, I neither knowed nor cared. Yeah, yeah. From what I remember, Cara Delevingne is a split personality. That's right. Yeah, and the evil person, June. Yeah, and the evil per- what what's she called? Enchantress. Enchantress. Yeah. So yeah. so from the comics, Enchantress is a a very very all powerful meta human esque being. And I think when when her character was announced to be because she wasn't, I don't think she was an original Suicide Squad member. She has been in the team in the past, but she was almost it's kind of like the op version you've got rick flag in there you've got yeah. deadshot who are you know we, we you said are superpower but they're not they're humans yeah but they're they're sea level exactly they're sea, exactly but they're not superman no they're not <laughs> and then you've got obviously enchantress who is an absolute meta being you yeah know, who can do okay so she wants. she's got she's got power to the nth degree yeah and she basically has a plan for global destruction. Yes. That'd be safe to say, right? But but they use the character uh, Viola da- Viola Davis's character completely. It's completely slipped from my mind. Um, oh, yeah, it's completely slipped. Oh, they basically they, they they use it to the um, sorry Amanda Waller, of course it is. Yeah, they they uh, they use it to a really really good way where they they have Enchantress's heart in the briefcase, so Enchantress can never get close to Amanda Waller because she has the heart of the witch next to this explosive device and if she gets too close it explodes yeah and so it's amazing he's kind of like the kryptonite-esque factor of yeah. spider uh, Spider superman has his kryptonite and enchantress yeah. has her heart so keep going you were doing really well with the plot so right so i've named one of the characters nah. i'm doing really well <laughs> and her plan is global destruction it's really mm-hmm. really interesting yeah, i know yeah, yeah. And apparently the best way to stop a superpowered being from global destruction is to get a bunch of pricks yeah. together yeah, and basically, uh, yeah. How- say, oh, stop them or you're going back to stop her or you're going back to prison or something i don't the, know oh no they're going back to prison anyway i don't know i don't care i think they, I, at the end like one of them gets a dvd player again so he's obviously watching it doesn't killer croc like killer get, croc like, gets, he gets a like flat a home, screen a flat screen isn't it so yeah. this is basically to get a flat screen or the equivalent of yeah deadshot gets fucking run over so he gets he just gets to see his daughter once every they so do often say like it, they do say in this movie I, i'm sure at some point i'm sure there's a throwaway line somewhere as to why they couldn't just get batman or superman to just do it yeah yeah, 
Can you well, remember? Well, Superman died because after the the amazing movie, the sensational feature theatrical movie that was Dawn of Justice, Batman v Superman. Batman versus Superman, the most, the most atrocious movie, the most underrated movie, a horrendous movie. We, we're, 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 we, we can really get into the DC nice because you love this movie. I have a real soft spot for but this But I have movie. a real soft spot for Suicide Squad. How are they doing this to us? What's in the water? Why are we getting this shit in? Why can't, why can't they just make good movies is what I want to know. <laughs> and then, but fortunately, they tidied it up for the Justice League. Justice was, League, yeah. Just I'm not her, getting into no, Justice League. <laughs> so um, we've obviously talked a few songs in this movie. Can I go back to the score? So the score, yeah, is, by, the score is by Stephen Price. Actually a very good score. I've listened to it through. It's a little right. bit... Who's Stephen Price? Stephen Price, I've fucking no idea. Let's let's have a look at this cunt. Stephen Price there. I, it's a really good score. So Stephen Price very much leans on the piano uh, to do a lot of the kind of mystically sort of sections with, with nice. Enchantress. It's actually used very great. There's a piece of music called Task Force X and it, it appears quite a lot in this movie because it's, it's the kind of underlying score, the theme, as you will, of the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. It brings together when they fight and they're a couple of... They have some really, really... I get... I quite like some of the choreographed fight scenes in yeah. this. And, and it plays over the top as they're all, all sort of fighting together. Uh, let's have a look in here. So we have composer. I think he's done some I think he's done some great some, some good stuff there. I'm gonna get Yeah, because I'll be interested, because I'll hold my hands up. I've not heard of him. We've not yeah, we've not heard him we've not heard much. My now my phone's decided to, to die. Yeah, so he was Gravity. Oh, excellent. And he did Baby Driver as well. Ah. Yes, nice. I think we're gonna have to do circle back around and, and, and listen to a bit more Stephen Price there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm sure, I'm interesting. sure we'll, t- we'll come back to him in the future. So, in their plot to try and stop Enchantress from taking over Metropolis, yep. they basically go through the sewers, they go through uh, all the different areas to get there, they've got different routes to, to make it there. But in the meantime, Harley Quinn has another man, she's tailing along two men, do you know what? We've been talking about this movie for the best part of 20 minutes now and I completely forgot the Joker was in it but that's as it. we were talking about it. That's it. And and, th- and that, I think... I mean, obviously, look, um, we haven't got into the Jared Leto performance of the Joker. Do you want to give us a, a brief summary of what you think about this performance? It's fine. He wasn't given enough screen time. Uh, uh, apparently, there's five times as much unused footage of... Jared Leto's Joker, like mm. so much of it yeah, ended, I, I up, ended up on the cutting room floor. I do, and I'm I, fascinated yeah. to see, I, we never will, but no. I, I'd, I would be fascinated to see what they could have done with that character because it was so out there mm. and his screen time amounted to about seven and a half mm. minutes or something. Mm. That the last time we saw the Joker on screen was Heath Ledger, right? Yeah, before this, yes, yeah. On the, bit on the, the silver screen, on the big screen, yeah. On the, ba- on the yeah, big he's screen. Been on, he's, so he's been in a couple of animated series and stuff okay, like that. Okay, but on the big screen, the last one was Heath Ledger, and mm. that was a monumental performance. Yeah, it was, a, uh, yeah. And yeah. so it's impossible to not compare. Yeah. But it's unfair to compare, because he is doing something completely different. Yeah. And I give him kudos for doing that. It's just not a huge amount of it landed, because he wasn't given enough screen time. And we talked we talked an awful lot about the trailer at the start, but the marketing campaign they used for Jared Leto's Joker was actually, do you know what? It was different. They, they, they took it in a completely different direction, like fair play for them. That whole video of I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. That, yeah. that whole sort of stuff, 
then you're right. They just left, I think, a load of it on the cutting room floor. I, I don't read into that as much. I think that there's not as much as they said. I just think someone got pissed off and they were looking for someone to blame. And the editors were basically in the line of fire for that. Yeah. I don't think there was actually that much more. God, this movie's a hot mess. It, 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 it really <laughs> is. So I'm going to bring on to another song called Gangsta. Gangsta um, Balcalini. Now, this right. is the so, so basically in one of the few scenes where we do see the Joker with Harley Quinn, we have the almost sort of it hints towards the comic book introduction of the Joker and Harley Quinn, where he falls in the acid. You know, similar to what they did with yeah, Jack, yeah. Nis- Jack Nicholson Joker and, yeah. and the, the Joker of old on on the comic books. But this is kind of in the 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 chemical plant, the Ace Chemical Plant. And yeah. she is still Dr. Harleen Quinzel, definitely hasn't fully made the transformation to Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it's a kind of like a, it's a kind of love piece. And there's a, on the score, so Stephen Price is a really beautiful uh, piece of music, which which is actually quite, for all its dues, it, it, it nestles in there as a really nice romantic piece of scoring music called Harley and the Joker. Yeah. But then... I what, cared a lot more about Harley, Harley and Joker stuff than I did about bloody... Enchantress, yeah, and the main plot, yeah, the, exactly, and, the and, they, and they should have leaned more into that, and maybe they were. I think there's some, obviously, with the new Harley Quinn movie out. Well, yeah. again, the tra- the trailer has delivered once again. They can lean on the kind, the kind of like the 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 absolute chaos mode of these sort of films, and that that sells well in the trailers. Oh, it sells well in the trailer, but it's so bloody cynical, and yeah. I hate it because yeah. one of the big things, the first. One of the first things she says in every cut of the trailer that I've seen is like, "Oh yeah, me and me and Joker split. Me up. and Mr. J. Are me, done. me and Mr. Yeah, J yeah, are yeah. done." And it's almost a fourth wall nod and a wink. Going, yeah. Oh, fans, we heard that you didn't like Jared exactly. Leto's Joker, so we've gotten rid of him, and he's not in this movie. <laughs> oh, aren't we great? The mm. the song "Gangsta" plays here, and it's a kind of if you remember, it's where she's slowly emerging. J- Joker's got her in her arms from the chemicals, yeah. and it's this slow, but it's, it's really, cute. And it, but it's a the, it, this song "Gangsta" plays, and it just it's like it's like this almost like slow drawn out like such a self-absorbed song and i i watch it i'm like I, I can't we talked about when we can listen back to a soundtrack without the movie as context yeah and i can't listen to this song without watching it in the movie because it fits for the scene but it it's, does, it's yeah. a really difficult song unlike another song that appears in this movie now one thing that i will say about suicide squad is i think not only did it have the best trailer ever but it had the best end credits ever what does that say about the movie in between i don't know know. it's like oh my god this ending after the movie is finished is amazing if only the movie was this good The, the end the end credits for suicide squad 2016 are awesome because it's i can't remember so so okay so basically let me set the scene they're all back in jail. Everyone's, they've all won. They've all, yep. they're all great. The weird and crocodile it's, it's, man has his flat he's screen. He's got his flat screen He's playing TV. Madden. Exactly. He's ripping the heat off it, down in the cellar, on the big screen. He's got bitches up on the screen. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. We cut to Harley Quinn in her cage. And she is back doing her, you don't own me, dancer yeah. there. Then there's a breach. Wall comes in. Oh, Swatty yeah. comes in. Joker comes in. It's him. And basically sort of holds her in embrace. But it finishes with his face on the screen. The neon lights take away the black points of Jared Leto's Joker and it plays 21 Pilots' song, Heathens. This is such a cool song. 
I fucking love this song. And what they do is they start it with... The song starts with the bridge, which is a kind of high-pitched voice, uh, almost singing that all my friends are heathens, take it slow. Um, and it's a really sort of chaotic start to the original song that just starts with this almost a piano piece and a vocal singing and then it cuts back into the song so the way they edit this song together really does a good job of sealing the movie and kind of leaving it open aired yeah. and then you've got the kind of the weird colour sequences and the and almost like the graphics of all the characters Deadshot's got his guns Harley Quinn's got her hammer Joker's got the sort of laughing teeth sort of looking yeah. things I think it's a really cool song to use as a really cool ending film Look, say what you want about this film, but actually, I really quite like it. I have a soft spot for it. We've already said that. I think the music yeah. in it is really great. I listen to the music in this quite a lot. Like, it's quite good to, you know, like Purple Lamborghini, Sucker for Pain, with uh, Sucker Pain for Pain, which is famous. Imagine Dragons singing that one there. Yeah. I can't quite remember where it used. They're great songs to listen to. They're yeah. great songs for, like, the gym. They're great songs for your, your going serving. They've got swag. They've got personality. They've got character. It's like, a nice playlist. Yeah, ex well, that's it. It's a playlist, though, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, but, but there is times where it works, and there's times where it where it doesn't. I mean, like without me, Eminem's inclusion, like that. Where did that come from? Like that just gets thrown in there. I think yeah. between a Killer Croc scene. But then, as I said, Heathens, Twenty One Pilots, like masterful song selection. Yeah, it really works. So it's a real mixed bag. This movie, a mixed bag in that <laughs> it's on fire. It's, it's been it's, thrown out of a building and it's falling twenty stories. It's a <laughs> <laughs> but at one point it was mixed. It's it, it's broken. It's such a broken movie, and I hate it so much. I hate this film do you, so do you much. You hate it because it promised you something, and then it took the rug out from under you. No, I I hated it because it was shit. <laughs> well, but, there you are. I literally, I can't. I, I'm not a movie critic. You're not going to get a technical reason why this movie was bad. I just sat there hating it. What about that one time where Killer Croc did his job? Remember his job where he crawled into the sewers at the end and swam underwater? He did nothing for the whole... What about the, the, the purple unicorn? Well, exactly. The unicorn? The, what? He, the pink... Captain Boomerang's pink unicorn. His, his cuddly toy unicorn. Oh, yeah. That he kept sticking to... Remember the, remember the glorified payoff that we got for that setup? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, literally, literally everything is... They start... Yeah. The, yes, yes, this is the thing. They start everything yeah. and resolve yeah. nothing. Yeah, they yeah they did. They start everything and resolve nothing. We didn't... The, I tell you what, before we do it, the one thing that they did start and they did finish and they did resolve was Diablo. That was yeah. a good character. That yeah. Was, he was very good. He had a really interesting backstory. I thought him at the end, the graphics and the special effects at the end were actually quite entertaining. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just a colourful, big CGI monster fight. But yeah, actually, which, you know, is so super interesting. <laughs> but actually, I thought, it was, I thought it was fine. Like, I thought it was okay. But it's always the, wor it's always the worst part of these movies. Because yeah. even, critically, the best DC EU movie at the moment is Wonder Woman. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But still, that movie ends with a with a big CGI mm. monster fight, yeah. and it's the least interesting part of the movie. Yeah, and it lets it down. Mm. So just stop doing it. But Justice League didn't, so that's good. Steve's <laughs> <laughs> CGI city. He's got I'm gonna have to just uh, right. Back okay, <laughs> okay. I've already said how much I hated Suicide Squad. There, 
it is nothing yeah. compared to how much I hate I, Justice I, League. I, I, I was fizzing with that one. Anyway, we're, 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 <laughs> well, that's for another time. We'll do that there. It so, is. Suicide Squad. Two thumbs down. Is it two thumbs down for 100%, you? Hundred percent. I don't care. It's got <laughs> it, it's got interesting soundtrack qualities, but it's utter garbage, <laughs> and I hate it. Do you know what I was about? It to goes give in it, the scumbag. I was about to give it one thumb, but. The fact that you just made a really great quote of the the soundtrack in the movie of this movie. You said this this the music in this movie is a great playlist. And I went, Yeah. Ah oh, shit, he's fucking right. Yeah. It is, it is. So yeah, you're right. This is a one this is a zero thumbs up yes. for me across the board. Yes. Jesus. Fuck off, Suicide Squad. If I never watch you again, it won't be too soon. Well, we're gonna go watch the next one, aren't we? I mean, yeah. <laughs> And then we'll watch the new one when that I mean, one comes out. I mean, we're nerds. Twenty thirty four or wherever. Do you know what though? I'm okay. not one of these people that goes <laughs> right. The last movie, the last movie was shit. Therefore, the rest of them are going to be shit, and I'm off. I'll give. Nobody goes out to make a bad movie. Think about no serious point. People that make movies and stuff like. That, do you think anyone? goes out and tries to make a bad film. So what, Everyone is, tries. This is a good point. So we've done Cats. We talked about Cats. Obviously, have you seen the, the film producers, Mel Brooks, where yeah. they, they look at this, they go, you could commercially have a more success if you made an absolute flop yeah. from not having to return investors' fees yeah. than if you made a smash hit. I thought Cats did that. Yeah. Cat, you, I think you thought cats, they, they deliberately... I think Cats, they deliberately did that. You didn't go that. and see it, did you? No, I didn't go All and right, see okay. it, no. But Thank this, God. But this is the thing. There must be some sort of pay-per-view thing where... Imagine, would you do this, right? There you are in, in the future. You don't pay the ticket price up front. You pay for it in sections. So if you didn't like the first half, you can walk out and you can take the rest of your money and you split the fee. Because by what you're saying, they're winning. You're saying, oh, I'm not going to judge a new movie on the traits of the old one. So you're going to go to the cinema you're going to pay your money yeah. but then they've already won yeah but uh, but they win they win if you do that whereas but, if you could split the ticket if you go all right first 20 minutes what do you think yeah i'm out then you've then they've not won and you're not interested what in you're it. saying they're winning as if they have <laughs> intentionally gone out to make a bad movie <laughs> because it'll make because it'll make money anyway yeah i would like to think because i'm an optimist at heart yes that nobody goes out to deliberately make a bad piece of art. Yeah. Especially especially not when, you know, movies, Hollywood movies are, there's so many people involved and there's so much money involved that it, it's no longer just a creative process. Like, it is a business thing. Mm. It, it is a business thing and, ever, and they're all out to make money and stuff like that. But they are still, the people that actually are there making the art the director is directing the best that mm. he can the guy behind the camera is wanting to make the best shot that he can the costume designers are you know putting their blood their blood sweat and tears their blood sweat and bonds, the, the, yeah. yes that's the one into making costumes and things like that the the group creative process of making movies is something that really really fascinates me and if if you're around london by the way so a really great example of that go to the harry potter studios oh yeah you because, yeah you enjoyed that because yeah. that's just the best behind the scenes of big franchise movies you're mm. ever going to see and it's fascinating Interesting. but i look at suicide squad and i think i still think that nobody went out to make this movie bad no. but they failed spectacularly so many and going forward exactly it was a film of committee yeah and going forward 
I would still like to think that nobody has made Birds of Prey to be a bad movie, and therefore I want to go and see if I like it or yeah. not, because I think that what people put out there, they want to be proud of. Yeah. Yes. And so I will give it a fair shot. And if it's great, I'll sing from what, the rooftops. What's interesting about this one is, is obviously the present and the future of the Suicide Squad is that we have characters returning so obviously harley quinn is returning for the yeah. next one so they've obviously went well there was some good to salvage from this movie yeah i mean if it was that bad they wouldn't have made a sequel but they are they're salvaging this and better still the james gunn is still doing his new suicide squad yeah with the characters from and we'll get on to, we'll, we'll talk about that and go and in, in um, moving forward second if one thing that i will say so uh, if you've seen the, the the poster for here's a here's a quick laugh for you. If you ever want a quick joke and a quick laugh, the poster for the new Harley Quinn movie. I'm going to show it to you now, Alex. So it is, and it's the one where Harley Quinn's at the front. She's sort of swiping the bat, and you've got all the birds of prey on on the screen. Yep. You know, you've got your Mary was Elizabeth Winstead. What is Rosie Perez doing at the back? It's kind of like she's just like stood there, just like the most green screen shot in the world. She's just kind of like yeah. at a side, like. I don't. What are you doing? Like, what? What is that? She's preparing for a fisticuffs. She's preparing for a fistic. It looks like a nineteen twenties duel that she's preparing for. Like, come yeah. on, have it, have them up, throw them up. What is that? Have a look at it when you, when you get a chance. Great, okay. <laughs> amazing. That? Everyone else is screaming. <laughs> she's gonna... <laughs> it's the fact she's at the back as well. It's not even foreground. Okay, I think um, we're, I think I'm all done. I'm spent. All right, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked we've, enough about yeah. this neon dumbass. talk about a good movie now yes go on alex right the blues brothers oh interesting Ooh. interesting choice now this is my um my mum's partner's favorite movie of all time like yeah we we rarely when we go for a, for a drink or we go we, we're out for dinner and stuff we rarely get through the evening without some sort of blues brothers reference i mean it's such a it's such a quotable movie. it is such a quotable movie. It's such a quotable movie and actually curiously enough my dad's best friend calls this movie the one true religion Really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. But it is. Like, it, it is. I mean, it, 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 but do you know, so, so what's, why I think that is a really interesting statement is because of the phrase that we hear thrown around is cult classics. Now, the yeah. word cult obviously has religious connotations. Yeah. You cannot deny that Blues Brothers is the most cult classic movie out there. Well, yeah, it was, so there, it was a it flop one, when it was released. But it is the one true... Was it really? Yeah, it was a flop when it was released. That's why... When you describe something as a cult classic, it's usually because it failed on release and then... It had it, a second wind. It had almost. a second wind yeah. and it kind of got a cult following mm. and it got popular by word of mouth and not by corporate advertising and things yeah. like that. Yeah. A more modern example of that would be, you know, the Tenacious D movie. Oh, Pick, a, pick, 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 a, a, pick, pick of Destiny. Destiny. Yes. That's one of those DVDs that... I don't know when that movie came out, but it was like when we were at high school. That yeah. was like one of those DVDs that got passed around all your it mates. It did, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it was in the right place at the right time for that, wasn't it? Yeah, and we all loved it, even though it's... Garbage. Garbage, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's all right. No, but it's so it's, much fun. It's so much fun. But the Blues Brothers was like that when it came out because 
it was an SNL movie. Yes, it was. It was. Yes. A, it was a Sar- It was one of the first Saturday Night Live movies. Yes. Other famous examples of that more recently were Austin Powers. Okay. Uh, yeah. Austin, yeah, Austin Powers movie. was Mike Myers' most popular SNL characters. But th- and those movies typically did not do well. Austin mm. Powers were the only ones that were immediate successes, but the right. Blues Brothers was not an immediate success, and Mike Myers' stuff since like the love guru because mm-hmm. that was an snl character yeah, as well yeah, yeah, that yeah. was atrocious was it actually an oh i didn't know that yeah that was a that was mike myers as well but yeah jim belushi and john Bel- yeah, john belushi and dan Aykroyd, and dan, yeah. dan Aykroyd's characters mm-hmm. the blues brothers mm-hmm. and the blues brothers band which i think are possibly some of the finest big uh, music, band musicians yeah, yeah, yeah. you're ever gonna before, see before we go on to the big band musicians i just want to pick up on a point that we made now i said in the last week's episode that when we talked about you've got a friend in me has there ever been an example where a song is being used throughout multiple different films in the franchise the same song and i got some really great feedback from this people were messaging me about this one so the first one is and it's interesting you talked about austin powers because soul bossa nova you know yeah. the intro music of austin powers jumping through the hotel and the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. that is in all oh, of yeah. those. Yeah, so yeah. that's the one that features in there. Yeah. Another one that um, I think my brother messaged to me was uh, the American Pie movies and we, oh, fuck me, we've got to get into those at one time. That's Jesus. a special waiting to happen. Yeah. Was laid. This bed is on fire with passion. Yeah. Is in all of the movies. Yeah. So also, they, isn't Mutt? Isn't Mutt, Mutt in all of it? Uh, Blink-182. Blink-182's Mutt. I think it's in a few of them. Right. I think it's in a few... Yeah, I mean, the Blink-182 are the, obviously the resident band for a lot of yeah. the movies. But, but, but no, so they're examples of when a song uh, specifically is used throughout multiple films in the same franchise. Yeah. So I think the, there's probably loads more out there. Anyway, you were talking about the band. I, in- I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. How did that relate to the Blues Brothers? No, it was because you were talking about Austin Powers and it, oh, and it, really, okay. it jigged my mind. And right. My brother okay. had messaged me in the week and I didn't. I just wanted to give him a shout out. So, hey, Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to start with Rita? Yeah. Well, no, that, no, that's the thing. To finish my point about, about the band, the cast members of the band in the movie were the Saturday Night Live band that backs the Blues Brothers in like the live shows. So these are like proper professional musicians. Yes. Proper session musicians. And even, you know, on SNL now, on all these late night talk shows, Mm. you know, James Corden, the the Jimmies, you know, all of those shows, their bands, those jobs are like amazing jobs. They've got, they have a gig every night. That's on live on live television and they are sick musicians they're so talented they're so good that's a great point yeah when you watch these sort of late night shows you you kind of forget they're obviously the house band the residence band remember what was jonathan ross's band can you remember his one? Oh, <laughs> three piffs and a piano four piffs and, what happened did one of them die Wait, was it four piffs and a piano yeah what happened to the, the oh yeah one? no there were I, the reason i thought it was three is because i forgot about the poof playing the piano oh my god you had me so worried there for a second i thought one of the poofs from four that famous band four piffs and a piano had gone wrong and they they were continuing on are we are we justified using using the word because <laughs> it's in a bad because it, yeah. it, it's the band and stuff <laughs> it really isn't a 2020 <laughs> thing to be talking about is it um, but that's another famous famous house band there uh yeah i mean some of the famous musicians in this movie you know you've got your well all right well i mean what you're talking about there is what makes the blues brothers an iconic yeah piece of music history absolutely really um, apart apart from being just a great hilarious movie yeah because the cameos are top 
yes. top level cameos. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Blues Brothers have themselves on as a soul band as early days R&B. Mm. And if you think about the biggest names the biggest names of those of that genre, then you think of James Brown, you yep. think of you think of Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin you yep. think Cab of, Calloway, you think of Cab Calloway, you Ray think Charles. of Ray Charles. Yep. And you think and you think oh those are the guys at the top and stuff like that. And if I was to tell you, yeah, this one movie got all those people all them, in it yeah. you'd be like nah yeah, you would, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. you're absolutely right i mean the cameos in this movie are amazing but I mean, they so, did so i mean do you want to do you want to go through them briefly should we talk yeah. there should we yeah talk those? i mean the i mean the first one the first one is cab calloway he's the one that no it's james brown it's james brown in, in the in the church well you meet cab calloway first oh i see of course because he's meet, the mentor you meet he? cab yeah. calloway Granted, he doesn't get a song until yeah, Curtis, the, con- the concert Curtis at the end of the movie, uh-huh. but you do meet meet him first, and he's presented as the character that Jake and Elwood kind of aspire modeled themselves be, yeah, on. They're nice. wearing they're wearing the same clothes, yeah. And obviously, this is the guy that kind of helped raise them. He worked in their orphanage mm. and brought them up with the penguins on, on Soul Movie. No, just the penguin. <laughs> the penguin. Oh, <laughs> do you remember why why she's called the penguin? Oh, no, what was that? Do you remember why she's called the penguin? It's just the well, nun. One is because it's a bit of a derogatory term for a nun because yeah. of the black and white and yeah, the kind yeah. of frumpy kind of get up. Yeah. But also, you know, when she hits them with a ruler in between their heads, yeah, it goes. Because oh, really? it's like flapping like a penguin. <laughs> it makes that sound. It's, the, like, it's a sound effect the, thing. Still the best one with the nun in it is when she leaves the room and when she crosses her arms and she's obviously just gets wheeled out <laughs> yeah. of the trolley as if God is just taking her out back. I know. The, it, is, it is brilliant. Yeah. And, and the, classic, the, the, the classic line, we are on a mission from God. We are on a mission well, from it, God. It's, it, it's just... No film just kind of like does that anymore. They take this film and they run with it and it's just like, what does that even fucking mean? Like yeah. what is that like they don't know what it means. No one has a clue what that means or what they're doing. And the yeah. movie gets so far away from that quote. But the only one constant throughout this movie goes, Yep, yeah, we're on a mission from like they we're can, on a mission like it's from like God. they justify yeah. themselves and all that atrocious shit that they do throughout the movie just with that. I just it's brilliant. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah. No, it it really is. And then and we get to the first musical cameo of the movie, James Brown. Mm as this gospel priest yes gospel priest yes. and it is brilliant yeah you you talk about playlists we talked about playlists for suicide squad now let's not muddy the water let's, let's not muddy water let's not no, let's no. not drag this let's not right. use that derogatory term in this beautiful piece of art let's not say suicide but, well, i can't even say ha, it but anymore. how great is the blues brothers soundtrack as just a feel good soul playlist not even soundtrack from the movie but the the fallout from the band they recorded and they toured for years yeah, afterwards did. so there's some really amazing so there's there's some songs uh if if, if you uh, like expressway to my heart and yeah. all these sort of songs that don't going feature, back to miami going back to miami all these songs that fe- that feature rubber biscuit you know these amazing blues-esque influence songs that don't even feature in the movie yeah i mean they had the pick of whatever they wanted yeah. for this movie yeah i love that scene in the in the gospel choir where um john belushi does the backflips through the yeah. through the cathedral i think it's so great yeah like because it's... he gets them he, he gets the message from god yeah and he gets the holy spirit and then he just goes on a weird backflippy yeah tap dancey yeah thing. yeah yeah and it's 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 great it's it's such a great moment and and again james brown mm. just does james brown mm. and it's great to see yes because you know we're, we're looking back on 
musical history, aren't we? Mm, I've already, yeah. yeah, I already said that. We're looking back at musical history and we're looking at James Brown giving like a James Brown performance. And one thing I really love about that genre of soul and early R&B is that it's so passionate. Mm, all mm, of those, mm. all those performances are so passionate. Mm. And I can't remember if chronologically this is the next cameo, but I want to talk about Aretha Franklin for it's a jo- John Lee Hooker is the next one. He was the how, how, how. Oh, how, yeah, how. In yeah. The street, And it's kind of introducing the... the, 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 the As if John Lee Hooker was in that movie. Yeah. And he's relegated he is to re- like he's just... just a, a quick sequence. A, it's yeah. not even a feature. The it's characters not. don't even meet him. You no. just see him in the street. He's just in the street, just doing what he does. You know, like, I mean, that was yeah. his that, that was his background, you know, playing in the streets for years and years before he was picked up. I mean, it's an amazing, amazing cameo that they use yeah. there. And, and they just use it so organically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, it, it's brilliant, I love actually. That, I love the guy. I love, I love it when he's like, this is a song that I wrote back in that and then some guy comes no you didn't no you didn't, <laughs> yeah. no, you didn't. <laughs> and, and then they're this, still having a brawl afterwards this film must have been the most fun to film in the world could you imagine being on set for yeah. this like it must have just been so much fun doing the yeah. big crowd scenes or doing these big music you know, these big musical numbers and stuff you know we talked a little bit about the end theater scene i mean man alive how yeah. much fun must that have so been? much I guess fun. We, we'll get to that one next so yeah. you were saying aretha franklin but yeah aretha franklin one of the problems that i watched some featurettes about the making of the Blues Brothers. And he said one of the problems that he had, because back then, obviously, they did a lot of things with redubbing. So for things like music and stuff, obviously, they didn't use sound from the live recording of them shooting the stuff. Okay. Music and singing and stuff would be recorded, was recorded in a studio mm-hmm. and then placed on top of the movie. Oh, okay. Now, okay. The, problem with, the problem with Aretha Franklin's performance is... She is such a versatile singer and musician. She does what the fuck she wants on the stage. So they couldn't make it line up. Because everything... I think what they did around it was they... Was Aretha Franklin's performance was the only one that was her live singing on the set because she couldn't or wouldn't be able to do it exactly the same way in a recording studio afterwards because she's so dynamic every time it's a different almost you know the every time there's a different note being or, or she kind of holds the yeah. high note for a little bit longer yeah she, and that's the reason they call it soul music yeah. and she is the epitome she's the queen of that that's a great observation and i guess yeah because when you, when you think back to that you know you better think what you're trying to do that scene it, uh, you're right. The music in that scene is a little bit different. It does yeah. sound a little bit different in it, and and yeah, that's a really great point actually you make. Yeah, it's a fantastic scene as well with, it it, with it in the diner. I love, I, love, I love when they walk in. Aretha Franklin is running this thing. It's <laughs> like, know, what, what, what can you, what, what can I get you? <laughs> what can I get you, boys? Piece of dry white bread, dry white bread. toasted, <laughs> and then, yeah, what? Four fried chickens and a coke. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. You want chicken wings or chicken legs, honey? Four fried chickens, chickens and a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that, Matt Guitar Murphy yes. hit her yes. husband in the yes. back. Yes. It's like, she's like, you'll he- never guess who came in. You'll never guess who came in. These people wanting dry white bread toasted <laughs> and, four, and, so and four fried chickens and a Coke. And he's like, oh shit, the Blues I, Brothers. I know who that is. <laughs> Elrude! Elrude! It's like, oh shit. Only one, only one person I know who orders four oh. fried chickens and a Coke. <laughs> I don't know anyone by what they order on a regular basis. I couldn't recognise any of my friends through what they order. And to that, be fair. That's the funny thing about that, though. Like, that, that's why it's so weird. It goes, how would you even... Like, that's... In, in, in one 
sentence that sits that shows just the stubborn nature of these two fucking idiots. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that does to be so fair, much to be fair. You would character. You would remember if one of your mates ordered four fried chickens and a coke. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that that kind of outlandish order. It's just great. That kind of power play almost that he just yeah. kind of does in there. Who do we have next? What's the next sort of song or sequence? Is it Ray Charles with the Oh, the, the Ray Charles one. Shake your chill. Shake your tail for For the longest time, the Ray Charles one was my favorite musical sequence oh, me too. in it because i love that song yes shake your tail feather such a great song it's so happy mm. and mm. joyous and he has such a way on the piano i'm singing it in my way sorry i just i know i, love, I, love I know it. i just Wait. i can't not sing it. i know i know it's so good. I, I've got a funny but, story about Shake Your Tail Feather as well. So we, so right, go on. on, on a school, sorry, to are you talking? Are you talking about the school trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was on that oh, school man, trip. I'm I was sorry. the, I was the year before you. Oh, sorry, sorry, man. PGL, go for, it, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just one of the one of the camp guys taught us like a, a like as a group activity this choreographed song to Shake Your Tail Feather. Dance, choreographed dance to Shake Your Tail. Yeah, feather. what did I say? Song to Shake Your Tail Feather. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> God, I'm here. I'm here editing you both now and only afterwards. For Aye, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that 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 was a lot of fun, and I think a couple of times, maybe even watching the movie or listening to the soundtrack, you I would dance did, it. Yeah. I kind of did it. I've forgotten it now. I'll be honest. Bend over, let me see you shake. And you kind of bend. Over I remember it. that bit, but I don't remember any no, of the I other moves. I don't bit. remember the other moves. But it's interesting because there's choreography to that song in the movie as well yes, yes, yes. and you know one of the things i love is that because by this point they've as- assembled the band right yes and i love that the brass players have this choreography that they just do and it's like they've not talked about it <laughs> they've not rehearsed yet together they just do it and ray charles starts playing the song and they just have these brass sections that interject going you know that yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. and they're like shaking their legs and like and they're and like moving their instruments like perfect perfectly yeah, synchronized yeah, like yeah, having their own little choreography and you look at it and you just go oh it I love just, it. it just fills it does it's so great isn't yeah. it all that sort of stuff there but the thing about the ray charles scene that i love the most apart from the song because hearing ray charles do his thing is amazing and it's such a rarity i know what you're gonna say here it's the it's when the kids comes in (laughs) it's when the kid comes in and tries to nick a guitar off the wall and obviously if you don't if you didn't know ray Ray charles is blind he was born blind yes and and this kid sneaks into the back of his music shop and tries to take a guitar off the wall (laughs) and without missing a beat ray charles brings a six shooter revolver yeah, yeah, out yeah. his pocket and perfectly places two bullets on either side of the guitar yeah, neck amazing. not hitting the guitar <laughs> and barely missing the kid's and hands and he, he goes go on get because he, he obviously doesn't want to hurt the kid like it just shows that the kind of neighborhood <laughs> streetwise elements of it. you know it's just brilliant it's just brilliant oh i love that uh next, what, what other songs you want to talk through this movie i mean just because this this is just like our greatest hits of these soul classic movies but then there's one that's not a blues-esque movie. There's a sneaky country song that makes its way into this. Oh, you scene. mean the good old boys? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant, this scene. I oh, mean, God, the, yeah. the, the country bar. The stage. I mean, absolutely. Where are the good old blues brother boys? And we... <laughs> <laughs> I was like... And, and then they were like, we have to... 
we have to play something these people like and fast. And yeah. then, then they play the theme from Rawhide. Yeah. And then goes like, what key should we play? Hey, good country key. <laughs> <laughs> and then they it start... And you know what I love? They, they, and they start playing it. And at first, it's they're taking the piss out of it. Because yes. they're just standing there and they're like, oh, we don't really want to be singing yes, this. We don't really yeah. want to be playing so, so, this. So just as an insider for this, so what is the whole thing of why they don't want to play country music and why they came as a blues band, but they, why do they not want to play country music? What's the kind of thoughts around that? If, what do you think they're, well, they're thinking? Not, they're not a country band. They're a soul band. But why do you, But why are they not happy to play country music now and again? Because loads of, loads of bands play other styles of music now and again. Do you think they think it's maybe like below them or it's maybe not music? No, no, no. Uh, do you see what I'm asking? I don't well, everyone's got, per- everyone's got personal taste, don't they? I see. I interpret that scene as, oh, for fuck's sake, not country music. Like a kind of like, oh, it's pretty okay. bare bones and it, basic. It is played for it is played for last, and it is a little bit of a derogatory scene in a comedic yeah. way because it, because you see everyone arrive at the arrive at the bar, and every single man and woman down to a T is either a trucker or a trucker's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and in fact, you even get a scene where you just see handfuls of huge trucks just coming into park at Bob's <laughs> Country Bunker. So they're quite literally, it's not just like a fashion thing or anything like They're quite literally all truckers or, or trucker's wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, it, yeah, okay, it's a little bit of a derogatory jab at a, at a, at a genre, at a genre yeah. type thing but they, they do have a good time with it because again they play the theme from Rawhide and then they and then they play Stand By Your Man oh do, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which is a song famous famously featured in another film that we both oh, enjoy oh, I don't know I don't know oh um a Golden Eye yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were thinking yeah, of that one. And Robbie Coltrane's bar. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, oh yeah, no, that, that, and that's great. she's doing karaoke, isn't it? Yeah. she's horrendous. Yeah. And 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 they play "Stand by Your Man" in this country country bar in the Blues Brothers, and and he's and they and they pan around the audience, and you see people crying. And then there's one lonely guy just sobbing into his tankard oh. of beer, and it's like it's quite it's quite touching in a way. I, I but like even the... if it's quite a simple song, because it's. Is it Dolly Parton? I, I I don't know. I wouldn't be prepared to get. I mean, most likely. I mean, she is. I think it's Dolly Parton. She's probably one of the bossest musicians on the planet. The amount of great songwriting. They should have had a Dolly like, Parton cameo. They really. That would have been it. I mean, that. Yeah, I guess that's that's time for another day. But um, they had. But they had like non-musical cameos in this movie as well. Yes. Yeah. They had Twiggy. Yes. 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 Arguably, I think at the time she was like one of the biggest models okay, and English yeah, actresses yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. No idea why she's in this movie. Just, Do you know why she's in this movie? Because they fucking can, I guess. Like, just as a oh, we got, we got Twiggy, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It must have, it must have. I mean, it probably just brought in a, a group of like it brought in the, the the fans almost, didn't it? To know it was there and yeah. Twiggy's in this one. You know, I mean, maybe that would have brought it. In. The, but the be- but the best one. Is... Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's in, Carrie really Fisher. funny. Princess Leia, Princess Leia. Is, in, is in the Blues Brothers. So she's an ex-girlfriend of uh, Ju- John Juliet, Jake. Jake Juliet Blues, and uh, or Julie Blue. But it's it's so funny that sequence where she rocks up with the RPG, takes a shot at the flat. It absolutely crumbles to pieces. Is that there's no like... there's no pay, there's no explanation to this joke until right at the end of the movie, and. Every single time she turns up, she comes up with a new method of murdering Jake, <laughs> right? 
and they don't acknowledge it ever. Yeah, they don't. The yeah. first one, the very first one, it's not as if they start subtly. The fir- very first one, they rock up to this city centre Chicago hotel, motel, yeah, halfway yeah. house thing, which you've been you've been to that area of Chicago. Yeah, you yeah, know where yeah. that is. Yeah, I, Me I mean, I, I, so I, yeah, I remember doing a, a few tours around there and stuff. I definitely... I mean, that's maybe not one of the more famous shooting scenes. Obviously, the most famous is the the, the bridge that they jump. Yeah, 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 obviously. uh, But, yeah, the very first method of murdering Jake is a rocket launcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she fires into the doorway. Everything blows up. The whole door disintegrates. And then the Blues Brothers just get up and brush their jacket off and go straight up into that and don't acknowledge it at all. The second time, which is like literally like the next scene or something like that, she drives up again. She's got this remote control thing and she's... And she's doing it around. And then she hits the ignite button and the whole building blows up. <laughs> the whole building collapses I remember, yeah. in complete rubble. Absolutely nothing left in complete rubble. And then you just, you, you get the shot of like a big pile of bricks and then the bricks start moving. Yeah. And then the Blues Brothers emerge and just walk just off. Just walk off. Just walk and just walk off. But the, the, the kind of the nonchalant nature of the Blues Brothers isn't just uh, for Carrie Fisher's scenes. There's also the scenes, you know, the car chases through the mall and yeah. they're just, I mean, smashing shit left, right and centre, driving through the centre of shops and stuff. And uh, what is it? Elwood's going, oh, they got a sale on it. Penny, yeah. this place has got everything. <laughs> this mall's got everything. <laughs> the thing I love about that, about that scene is it was done for real because by freak coincidence there was a mall that was shutting down oh, really? and the production just went oh we, we oh should my do oh this. my god yeah. oh my god everything's still everything's still there and it's shutting down can we just trash the place so did they have one scene then to do it they must have just did it in one take i mean you've seen the carnage yeah. in, the, in the scene they yeah. couldn't have reset all no that. they couldn't oh and then the pile up wasn't the pile up at the end the police car oh, we'll pile. talk we'll talk about oh, that okay, when we get okay. there we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get okay. there i just wanted i just want to continue on with the Carrie Fisher one though because do you remember when she's reading the manual for uh, the flamethrower uh-huh, right yes. there's a scene where she where she doesn't you do see her when she's not turning up to try and kill Jake mm. and it's when she's reading the manual for a flamethrower in I'm assuming where she works mm-hmm. which is a beauty salon oh yes yes do yes. you remember what the beauty salon is called no what's it called again curl up and die oh really <laughs> That's quite good. That's quite good. <laughs> that, that's fun. I love that. The, yeah, I mean, the, the fourth wall, the sort of, I guess, three and a half wall breaking patterns of this movie was just, I mean, was just hilarious. Like, yeah. it's so, it so funny. Yeah, uh, it, it's brilliant. And obviously it, it culminates in this big concert where they play, mm. well, we, three we songs. Do that one? Are we going to talk about the concert now? Yeah, you want to do that now? I mean, obviously, before we get onto the concert, there's one character we've not talked about, um, and that's uh, John Candy's character, <laughs> who's uh, so he's the head of the police, or he's the bureau yeah. investigation trying to track them down. Yeah, like I, I guess I get watching back and knowing him. Obviously, Uncle Buck and, and Trains, Planes, Not I love it. Yeah. Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. I mean, that movie, I, that movie breaks my heart every time watching yeah. it. Purely down to John Candy's performance. His smile, it just his charisma is yep. just so lovely. But I feel like maybe this wasn't the right character for him. I feel like there would have been a funnier sort of like a manager, like a like if he was sort of the band manager who kind of goes along with their on their escapades and yeah. stuff and kind of keeps them all together in the kettle pan. I I think he could have been funnier in that kind of role yeah. as opposed to the sort of I guess inverted commas villain of this one. 
Yeah. Um, but but and then obviously he is at the theater. He sits down at the theater. Now, well, every everyone is at the theater. Everyone because throughout there. this movie, the Blues Brothers piss everyone off. And when I say everyone. They have the police chasing them. Yeah. They have the good old boys that they impersonate yes, chasing yes. them. And to crown it off, they have the Illinois Nazi party. That's it. Yeah, the right wing Nazi party. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love one. that bit when they when when they knock them in, into the water when they fall off the bridge. Yes. And he goes, Gruppenfuhrer, get that. Get get that car's license plate. We gotta kill that son of a bitch." Yeah, that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. And and they're all waiting for them at this concert, but the police won't the police won't arrest them straight away because John Candy's like, well, I haven't even heard them play. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even heard them play, so yeah, let's just hear them. So let's talk about the concert very quickly. The yeah. songs that appear now. The first one that I want to talk about is Cab Calloway's Many the Moocher. Moocher. Great. Fuck me, that's cool. Yeah. Like, that is the fa- like. If you went, what does a cool artist on stage look like? Saint Clair, like, fa- like, talk about audience engagement and yeah. and absolutely just in the palm of your hand. Like yeah, yeah. he is the king in that place there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he like, and, and it's when it's when you watch that performance. We discussed this at the start. How obviously um, the Blues Brothers look up to him as their kind of mentor, but you don't really see him in action. And then you see him sing Minnie the Moocher on stage in his natural habitat in this home audience crowd, and you're like, yeah. that is why they look up yeah. to him. And for some reason. They had a costume change. Yes, yes, he's in the white suit. It's brilliant. It's so good. They they're all in. Care. They're all in white, and they're 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 all not tatty anymore. It's like they're in the the club Havana. Yes, yes. Where, where like you know somewhere like that. I don't know. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I love it. And then I think the most famous Blues Brothers song. Yeah, I think either this one or Shake Your Tail Feather, but I think this one probably. Uh, or or a Soul Man. Obviously, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Because that was one that didn't feature in but, the movie directly. No, I think really the most famous Blues Brothers song is the next one. Yeah. Which which is um everybody needs somebody yeah everybody, everybody needs somebody, somebody to, to love so true don't it isn't it oh uh, yeah everyone has not got you so they so say okay. so they say <laughs> we've got each other yeah <laughs> it is it, i mean for so many reasons this song is perfect i remember so alex and i a little peek behind the curtain we were in a band at one point we decided that we were so heavily influenced by this movie as teenagers at high school we decided we do a whole performance dressed up as the blues brothers yeah and we did a cover of this song absolutely atrociously should we, should we have made that photo the cover art for the oh, podcast no 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 no, no, no. it's horrendous it's, 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 a, it's a really bad, it's quite a funny photo i remember where yeah. it was taken and i remember the context behind that we can talk about that one off here yeah. Funny, but 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 the the start of this song just lays it in. The kind of yeah. one, two, a one, two, three. Just 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 yeah. he's just like he doesn't say. He's just stood still, just so monotone. His face yeah. is just so neutral, and then. Dan Aykroyd's Elwood just goes into that whole on, and I I used to be able to say that whole thing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome yeah, that to whole the, thing, the yeah. We'd like to make a special request to the Illinois law enforcement community who'll be joining us at the show af- or joining us after the show. Just yeah. like that speech at the start, just as the sort of the main theme is playing in the background. Yeah. You're just like, this is so awesome. Like yeah. this is what an introduction is. Look at your face. You're just smiling away. It's great. And there's there's this great moment where one of the bits where 
they're where they're repeating the i got you down. no 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 there's one of the bits where they're saying i got you yep, you yep, you yep. i got you and then one of the bits where they cut away from the band while they're saying i got you and 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 the leader of the good old boys is looking furious and he's got a big dot of wood in his hand and and he mouths along to the song and he goes i got you <laughs> Like mouths a lot, but he looks furious. It's so funny. And as you said, and everyone's there at that scene. You know, you've got all the cash, you've got all the characters. Everyone's there, and everyone's got their own agenda. Yeah. Everyone's there for a different reason. To, and to kill the blues. To brothers. kill the blues. But the blues brothers are just killing it. Yeah. Like you know, like they're just absolutely bringing the house down. Yeah. Like it's just such a fun performance. Yeah. And there is another song afterwards, "Sweet Home Chicago." That I'll I'll skip through I'll skip through for just now because the main part the main function of that song is to facilitate their getaway. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then we come to the single greatest car chase in movie history, <laughs> and it really is. And it really, I mean, it really is. is because can you imagine the logistics of doing what they did? Yeah. And in insofar as they would have had to shut down. A massive portion of downtown Chicago to pull off the sequence. Yeah, and they had the National Guard in there. Yeah, they had the army in there. They had SWAT in there. They had police on horses. Yes, they had Illinois Nazis again. It 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 was just (laughs) and you know I guess it goes to show you know you've got all these Hollywood films nowadays. We've obviously gone to death of Fast and Furious movies and stuff that will every movie recreate a, a famous car scene and. But none of them will come close to this. Nah, because they actually did it. They actually got hundreds of police cars to go full pelt down a boulevard in down a boulevard in central Chicago. Yeah, which wrap your head around that logistics for a minute, and then have a pile up at the end of it. Yeah, where all the cops get out and then like get on top of their crashed cars and start. Yeah, firing yeah, do, after the car they're never going to hit it but you just see how furious everyone is and yeah. they just want to catch the Blues Brothers yeah 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 and it, it's incredible it's incredible and like you know when you you know when you see the credits mm. and it always says we'd like to thank the the mayor and the people of the city of Chicago and I'm yeah. like yeah you yeah, do you, yeah, you, yeah, probably you should do. give them that give <laughs> them probably a should little pat, give, pat in the back should give them a but now, yeah. just to backtrack, there's a couple of songs that we missed at the start of this movie, and I kind of want to bring it through, and I guess one of them is quite appropriate. So basically, the first one is the Peter Gunn theme. We haven't yeah. given that one any credit, but that one's the sort of the heartbeat of this song, just playing, just plays throughout the whole film that, that goes through there. And I, I, love, I love that. I love the yeah. way that they use that song. Uh, just to kind of like just to keep the plot progressing along yeah. like you know they kind of they'll maybe f- they'll, something will happen just they're walking down the street just they're, wa- just they're walking down the street that is their theme yeah um, and the other song that we, we kind of glossed over and I, I guess I'm coming back to just I've, I've, I've completely forgot about it till this point was the introduction song to this the first song that you hear on screen for this song is She Caught the Katie yeah or, and it is a awesome sequence where it's where it's kind of doing the do do yeah do and it films on the two of them yeah and then it just shows them just are you goes and then and they say you know oh what happened to the old blues mobile you know why are you in a downtown Coco? but and i love that's it. that's a bit of an easter egg that but because dan Aykroyd is car mad oh really so he goes, okay. on, this, so he goes on this tirade about 
shocks and suspensions and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's literally just because he wanted to. He oh, was like, because really? people are, why, why, why is Elwood obsessed with cars? And I was like, well, because Dan, Dan Aykroyd is, is obsessed, is obsessed yeah. with cars. Amazing, like, yeah. amazing. That's so funny. Um, anyway, sorry, you were, you were saying, yeah, you were saying. Sorry, we were getting through the films. We found Sweet Home Chicago. That was their getaway sequence film. Then yeah, I mean, pile up. I mean, we've arrived at the end. At the end of the movie, to cut, to cut a long story short, every, they get caught. Yes, they they accomplish their their mission from God. I won't tell you exactly what that is because, frankly. Who, who it cares? Doesn't even you matter, don't, does it? You don't watch the movie for that. No. Um, but they get caught, and the whole band, the whole band, gets sent to prison. Yeah. And in prison, they do while while the credits roll, they do a prison concert, and yeah. they do Jailhouse, Jailhouse Rock. Rock. Presley's Jailhouse Rock. Jail, Jailhouse Rock, and it's great. It is Elvis Presley, is it? I think. It was, Elvis, it was... I think I wouldn't be really confident in saying that Elvis Presley was the original. He definitely did one. Did one, yeah. But did. I, I, I couldn't tell you for sure if fine. it was, yeah, the, if, if it was yeah. the original. That's fair enough. Yeah, and that's that's how the movie ends. They just use that as the end credit sequence, and everyone's everyone's in jail. But one thing I really really like is you get all the all the cast and all the cameos, all the cameo cast and all the crew as well singing bits of the Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, in, in do, sequence, yeah. like you get James Brown singing a little segment of a verse yes. and then you get Aretha Franklin singing a little bit yes, of a verse and yes, then Ray I Charles and they all do it in their own specific way in their own style and stuff as well and it's like oh look at you it's an encore and time to look at you oh, as well it's just an encore isn't it and it's just brilliant it's yeah. just so I would describe this movie as the ultimate music movie and it gets two thumbs up from me three thumbs up yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it really is the ultimate music movie. Obviously, I did Inside Lewin Davis, which personally I have my own ties to that reason. But yeah. I wouldn't go shouting that one from the street as the best music movie. Yeah. This one, you, you know, you could you could have this argument no matter what mood you're in at any yeah. day of the week. Because this is, yeah, you're absolutely right. The greatest music movie or the yeah. greatest soundtrack music movie, non-score. Oh, it's uh, definitely uh, the uh, best absolutely. movie about music. Yes, it is. It is, yeah. isn't it? My goodness. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's that's that section there. I feel fantastic. Yeah. You look great. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. I mean, I am I am wearing a dinner jacket, so you know. And no trousers. I'm, I'm dressed. And he's pulling it off. He's pulling it off. You can maybe notice his voice is a little higher this week. <laughs> forward well, yeah famous section segment moving forward yeah. what are we moving forward about do you want to go back to what i was doing well what other things you want to talk about i mean imminently i think next thing in at the cinema to see is actually birds of prey isn't birds it? of prey yeah, yeah absolutely how are you feeling about this movie are you looking forward to it not really give a shit <laughs> no honestly i don't yeah i i'm gonna go and see it mm-hmm because I like going to see these movies. Yeah. I like going to see these movies in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And if it's good, it's like it's like if the movie is quality, yeah. that's an added bonus. Yes. But that's not why I'm going. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But that's not why I'm going. I've heard but some... But on the flip side, I, I will bitch and moan about it till Kingdom Come if it's terrible. Well, I've heard <laughs> some... So this is... So I guess that this is a great point to make is that I've heard some early reviews 
that have said... Oh, now, see, I've avoided this. Do you want me to say it? Nah, I don't care. Okay, so basically, (laughs) some early reviews that say this film is aggressively average... Now, never is there I can't more. Can't say of a, I'm surprised. But you know, but you know what, right? That is the worst thing that it could be. It's it aggressively average. Like you cannot have this movie's either great or it's shit. Like it's throwing itself out there. It's yeah. it's it's saying this is what this fucking movie is. And you know what? I like bad movies that try. Yes. More than I like cookie cutter shit. Yep. Completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. And I I genuinely think it's falling into the latter's category because it it does have the kind of over the top trying too hard to make a movie. I think it'll be great. I'm really excited to see Ewan McGregor as um, Sionis. Uh, I'm always excited to see Ewan McGregor. Black Mask. So again, like I, I mentioned at the, at the start, but I love the rogues gallery for Batman. And I think Black Mask is a really, really great character to have in. There's also Victor Zass. So he's famously the psychopath from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Every time he, so his, his weapon of choice is nice. And every time he kills someone, he will add an extra notch to his skin. So he's basically scarred Have you ever, wa- have you ever watched Gotham? No, I haven't. You... Victor Zaz is great is in he, Gotham. Is he really good, is he? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of good and bad in Gotham. Well, so I, yeah. Penguin is great in Gotham. Yeah. Riddler is great in Gotham. And Victor Zaz is great in Gotham. And Raz al Ghul, if you like okay. Raz al Ghul. Okay. I can't yeah. believe you've not seen it. No, I know. But I think it's because of, I, I guess like it was going on quite long. I think the first couple of seasons started quite... You're right. I really should watch Gotham. Because I, for how much yeah. I love those characters... And I've not given it a chance. You might like it. Yeah, I think I would. Well, I think I do. I don't like it because I heard, I've, I know the plot twist with the whole Joker thing and the Jerome. Oh yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that but, is enough to ward me off. No, 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 no. But that guy, oh, what's his name? Cameron Monaghan. Cameron Monaghan. He is fantastic, and he's obviously in the like, new game. Rega- like regardless of how they develop the character of Joker or how they don't or how they flip-flop on it or how convoluted it is. Yep. The way he acts Joker-esque psychotic. Yep. Forget the plot. Well, that's not how it goes. Stuff like that. You just look at the acting on display. Mm-hmm. It's really, really top-notch. Okay. Top okay. Fair stuff. enough. Fair enough. I'll give it a go. And then further forward from that, we have James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I don't actually know when, when is that, that one's... No, I was, right, I was about to ask. Um, Suicide Squad. So it's 2021 is when it's slated to be released. But they're actually bringing back all the characters from this. So they've Not got... Will Smith. Oh, no, no, no. So they've... No, no. So, but they've got uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Uh, they've got Jai Courtney's coming back as Captain Boomerang. Um, but, then we've, but then we've got some really funny, weird... Uh, inclusion so david uh, david dashel dashel main so he was uh the kind of the, the character he was already in a dc movie he was in the dark knight he yeah. was the guy that harvey dent first in, in intimidates who's one of the jokers sort of mad you know the oh, yeah, 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 that guy. The, the, yeah 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 that guy so he but he's really great he's playing polka dot man or that they've not announced it yet but that's who he's been slated john cena i hope they go ridiculous they, and i think they will you know you've because you, you've got taki with tt's going to be in this movie yeah. john cena as peacemaker like i really hope this is this is going to be a really great one yeah. as i said before you've got viola davis returning as Amanda Waller. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if this is a continuation of the previous one or if it's just a re... Almost like they went... Again, what, what I said before, with some elements of the first movie did work yeah. and we're going to take those elements from it, i.e. the Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn yeah. and then we're going to run with it, a bit recast other people. But like I say, you've got Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang again. Yeah. Um, 
but he wasn't like I mean he wasn't exactly standing out but they've decided that that was good enough to keep in yeah uh, rumours also Idris Elba is supposed to be in this um, and I would like this movie to just be another go yeah I try, think it will try again and I think it, I, I actually think it will I think yeah. it will be James Gunn going no you were so close I'm going to have a shot at this yeah um uh, obviously, another another character who's in this, uh, sorry, another actor who's been slated to be in this. Um, oh, what's his name? Malcolm Tucker's um, Peter, Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. So he's going to be in this as a as a yet uh, un un, uh, un unconfirmed role. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was there was a lot of talks of maybe he was going to be Ratcatcher. So Ratcatcher is a famous character from the novels, but it seems that Ratcatcher is actually being uh, cast as someone else. So basically. Uh, the the rat catcher rat catcher yeah polka dot man yeah that's the thing Jesus yeah King Shark Steve Agee has been cast as King Shark if I this, mean, really if this movie is not there. is not a farce then mm-hmm. they've done it wrong if they so, take it seriously then they've done it wrong they've recast so again I was saying so Daniela Melchior so she is uh, an actress so a rat catcher originally a male character is now being portrayed as a female so that, that, like it's 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 some really really great unique spins on some of the classic characters and they're bringing some of these I mean, almost C-list, D-list. Yeah, Batman rogues gallery players. Into who heard of polka dot man before this? His his power <laughs> literally is uh, shooting polka dots at people. Like, I mean, what Amazing. are we going to see? Like, what are we going to see on screen? Like, what is this going to be? Like, I'm really excited. The mind, the mind boggles at the thought. Exactly. But one thing that I am looking forward to to continue mm-hmm. on with moving forward, moving forward, yeah. moving forward is mentioned it briefly. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 9. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Have you watched the trailer? No, I've not watched any of these movies. I've not watched any of it. I know this one's in Edinburgh, though. There is so much Edinburgh in it. Is there really? There the is so much Edinburgh in it. Really? I, I, you are going to have to watch this movie. I will. Do, do uh, they... This trailer, at least, afterwards. But D- Dom, Dominic Toretto, oh. <laughs> Vin Diesel, he's he's got a... Um, He's got a, a brother after oh, nine movies. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's only John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. This sounds like an intro to a WWE. It's only John Cena. But to, to sell oh, this, this is just dumb action fun, and I love it. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned like the last movie, like supercars driving across a glacier being chased by a nuclear submarine. Yes. You yes. thought that was ridiculous. Oh. Try. Oh, I do know this one. A rope bridge. There's a okay, rope bridge yeah. Secret. So there's a rope bridge where the rope bridge is in free fall right but the but the car is still driving up it as if you can still get traction in zero gravity but who cares yeah yeah. another one another one villains villains in a car being chased by the good guy yeah villain drives off a cliff how how is how's he going to survive that does the car have a parachute no that would be ridiculous because that's something that they did in fast and furious 7 was it really yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they did um they did halo drops in a car Oh, I, did, I saw yeah. the trailer. We did Halo, that we one, did Halo yeah. drops in a car. Jeez, you know, that was really, yeah. And they were like, well, no, we've done parachutes. How, so how else can we save? Oh, a, I know. A, a floating castle. No, no, no. A, a bowl of custard. A jelly. Nah. A giant jelly treat. A treacle tart. I don't know. Magnet plane. Really? Oh, magnet plane. <laughs> nice. Car's nice. falling. Plane, plane, plane comes over. Giant magnet. Picks it up. Picks it up. When was the last time we saw magnet plane? Was it a James a Bond? Plane. Was it not? Oh, there's never been a magnet There has, plane. there's been, yeah, I think it was. I used to, uh, so, um, it makes me, no, there was, there was, I think it was an old Sean Connery one where a helicopter dropped a giant magnet on the top of a car and picked it up and dropped it in the sea. In one of the old Bond movies, there Wait, was. Wait, in one of the cold openings to a Roger Moore one, doesn't Roger Moore pick up Blofeld in an electric 
and a, and a, oh, and a, and a wheelchair. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And drops them down a chimney. Yeah, yeah. For your eyes only, takes them and drops them into a chimney. Yeah, and then and then he's back on screen in no in uh, in no time to die. Yeah, in in I've literally I literally, literally found no time in my day to die. <laughs> we can't take credit for no, that. we can't. That's Nick no, Mason's no. Yeah, I know. Um, I tell you what, Joey. Now that we've organically moved on to no time to die, because I don't want to talk about this fast and debacle. You will anymore. once I show you the trailer. Um, sure <laughs> uh, you want to talk music and movie choices? So in the in the news recently, it's been told that Hans Zimmer has been tasked to score the music for uh, the sound uh, the, the score for No Time to Die. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? You're typically not a Hans Zimmer. You've not a huge. You kind of have warm to him in some things. And well, maybe the, not James, others. the James Bond theme is already there, so he can't ruin that. He can't, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think no, no, really no. Nice. That's not. That's not. That's not giving him credit. I like a lot of Hans Zimmer scores. Okay, I yeah. just don't like the vast majority of them. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that will. I think that's probably one that we'll probably discuss in retrospect. But one we're going to yeah. talk before we hear about it is another musical casting choice that has been announced in the past week or so since recording for the theme song for No Time to Die is by one and only Billy Elish. Now, Alex, who's Billy Elish? Well, first of all, Cam, is it not Eilish? Eilish. Sorry, Billy Eilish. Yeah. Sorry. Billy Eilish is the guy that lives next door from here. Yeah, but who... And he's a, he's a nice guy, actually, Bill. I, 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 need to, I owe him something, actually. Was, okay, yeah. you got me. I haven't a fucking clue who Billy Eilish is. So she picked up, I think it was... Was it 12 Grammys at this rate? I mean, probably one what? of the most Grammyed artists at the, at the, the Music Awards. Isn't she, isn't she like 12 years She's old? She's 18 years old. She's American, 18 years old. She has that face of like... All the teenagers tut loudly when the dads go onto the dance floor. She just has that kind of, that teenage face of, oh my God, I cannot even, like, I'm so done with this thing. And that's her kind of persona and her character, which is something that obviously they've not really leaned on for the themes before. Typically it's the big, almost the Shirley Basseys. And I think- Well, I reckon there's three types of Bond songs. Oh, okay. That's an interesting train of thought. There's there's Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Or the Adele sort of. What? Style. Well, no, that's very, very different because... I thought that was a similar style. Though. Nah, because Adele's not nearly jazzy enough. Okay, okay, okay. So Shirley Sh- I was going to... Shirley Bassey. Mm-hmm. Madonna. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And and Adele slash Sam Smith. I would have said... Out, out, of those, out of those three, which one do you think we'll get like the closest to? Oh, uh, I see your question now. Uh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, it would be more of the Madonna type. Yeah. I think they're going to lean on to it. I don't think they're going to force her. They wouldn't have cast her if they didn't want sort of something that she brings to. Yeah. She kind of brings that almost techno-y sort of vibe of music. Um, What's your favourite Bond song? Oh, that's a great question. So for a long time, we'll, we'll need to do this as a special. For a long time, it was Living Daylight. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Take On Me was their, their A-list and then Living Daylights was the kind of B-side, I think, yeah. to it. But the... Another one was uh, Chris Cornell, You Know My Name, yeah. for Casino Royale. Isn't that just one of the best? Yeah. Great song, again, you know, great song to listen to if you're at the gym or if you're running yeah. somewhere. Amazing. I, I love that song. Yeah. And the sequence was really cool. That's my that that's my favorite one as well, but my guilty pleasure, because it's so unbelievably extra, is License to Kill. License to Kill, it's yeah. It's mad, that song. It's Gladys Knight, isn't it? Is it is insane, that She was song. performing in uh, The Proms in the Park a couple of years ago, and apparently, and I heard her on a, an interview on BBC Radio 1, and they were talking about the License to Kill, and then they were talking about performance stuff. She's a really great, like, really interesting personality, yeah. and actually very, very accomplished musician. Like, yeah. very accomplished musician. And I, I've just noticed Alex has taken a look at the clock and has looked at the time. We've This has been a long episode, hasn't it? It has. Now, 
Nice. Uh, anything else you want to say? Anything else? No, you I think do? we've um, moved forward. We've moved forward enough there. I think we're going to be picking this one up next time. No time to die seems to be on every single episode, but I guess there's just so much to talk about, and and the the, the Bond movies have been such a staple of our childhoods growing up, yeah. and we've uh, the music obviously is such a, a, a large part of those films. So we'll, we'll definitely find our way back to. Well, those. that's better than not having enough to talk about. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Fast Nine. <laughs> You're going to change your mind so hard when you see this tra- trailer, I'm son. So, I'm so oh. snobby with these things as well. I'm the problem. You it's like Suicide you. Squad. How can you be snobby? <laughs> Is that is that it? Yeah, wrap us up. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really appreciate appreciate it. We've gotten some great feedback so far, mm-hmm. and it'd be great if we got some more. So if you're an Apple Podcast listener, yeah. kindly give us a five star rating because. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I think we deserve it. Yeah, I think you deserve it more than I do, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, there we I go. And uh, also, tell us what your favourite movie soundtrack I've is. I've got a few. I've got in a few the, we need to think about. In the review section, yeah, because yeah. that'll count as a review for us, and that really helps get us noticed by more people. Yeah, so that'd yeah, be definitely. That'd be really, really great. And also, like, on Spotify, download, subscribe, all yeah. that fun stuff. Tell a friend. Be, yeah. Sure Words of mouth seems to be the best way going. Make forward. sure that when you're walking down the street or you're listening to us on your commute, uh, you grab a human, just any other human, shake yeah. them by the shoulders, pin them against the wall, and just scream going through the motions in their head. As, as I guess, just keep screaming that at their face as much as you can. Until, I mean, I've I've had great success until the that. yeah until the police come, you're sort of under arrest. But then you've done your, you know that that's the best way that we found to sort of get this out there and 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 sort of. Yeah, again, grab someone's phone. Yeah, stick it on. But anyway, <laughs> you said you had something. <laughs> you, yeah, you said you, you said um, you had something something nice that somebody wrote. Oh no, I didn't. Not this oh. week. Not this week. Oh, I, I, actually, no, I did. I did have a really nice review that we we got on there. Sorry, let me just get this up here. Alex, turn some music out. Just just play some nice added music whilst I find our our lovely reviews that we've we've started to trickle in through from the the, the podcast app. I've got a license to oh, kill, Jesus, to kill, <laughs> and you know I'm shooting straight for your uh, heart. We had a lovely uh, five-star review from Opaz on uh, Apple Podcasting there. Love it. Fantastic podcast for anyone who loves music and movies as well as a bit of our laughs. So thank you there from that, Opaz. I definitely will try and read some more of these each week. And, yeah. Uh, from there. But that's it, I think, from, from the show. Yeah. Nice. Been fun. Next week, we you know what you're going to do next week? Nope. Nice. Nice. Are you prepared? (laughs) Definitely not. Cool. Excellent. That's all. Thanks again for listening, guys. Bye now. All right. Ta ta.